0: All right,
1: you're done now, right?
0: Yeah, D- you can start. Oh,
1: oh you want to okay. le-
0: do the lead in? You got it.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Oh. Up, mm-hmm. oh. Song has meaning, though. Sweat equity. Pay my money. This is the song that my wife and I came out, walked out to at our wedding. Are you serious? I think so. That Maybe time. it was Crazy Train Fuck
0: Dude that's what I went out to The Crazy Train With Trick Daddy
1: Uh No Wasn't that one for sure
0: We'll play that at the end <laughs> uh, Yeah But yeah The the uh, Ozzy's uh, The remix Yeah
1: Yeah, I, I, I. yeah. It's uh, kind of hard to do yeah. With the other song on but. Yeah sorry
0: No it's all good I like that you You stopped listening To any new rap After like 2001 Why do I need more rap I don't know I, oh. I don't like post Malone. I don't like this the singing rap. I don't like
1: the. I know <laughs> everything. The guys who can yeah.
0: and I don't like mumble rap. It's like yeah. yeah, Kendrick Lamar, you're good, but I'm, I g- push your T. I like.
1: Well, I played it because our guest today, Kevin Lacasson, mm-hmm. of Good Food Catering, catered my wedding, and I think it was like one of your first gigs, right? A long time ago. Um... How yeah, long? It, was,
2: it was nine years ago. Nine years ago, two thousand and nine. Yeah, started my company in two thousand and eight. Yeah, and uh, got got really rolling in two
0: thousand and nine. Ooh, yeah. So you started. I, you I started. Oh 0- eight.
2: Oh eight.
0: Tough times.
2: Yeah, it was. It turned out to be a great time to start a business. A lot of a lot of older businesses were kind of you know riding riding high, making it easy. The mm. phone was ringing off the hook economy crashes and there was a great opportunity
0: that's a good tease cork that for a second because I gotta really get the show going ha uh, uh-huh. God right Almighty right <laughs> sweat equity podcast listen to us on uh, iTunes share this with a friend do it share it with a friend do it Share it with a family member. Hey, I'm listening to this hustle podcast. It's getting me going. I'm doing a to camera, I'm trying to get these pretty green emerald eyes right in there. Mm. There you go. close up. All right. Give right,
1: us a we'll five stop. star
0: review. What? what? Uh, huh?
1: Stop creeping everyone out with it,
0: though. Well, I need the pussy looking symbol. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> uh, but just do Heart us a out. favor. Give us a uh, five star review. Write a review in there. If you write text and not give the five star, it's not as good for some reason. This is the cheat code to get up the iTunes rankings subscribe, rate, five star, review. Oh, five star man! Soundboard's back. Oh, man. And I think it popped Ooh. out. <laughs> yeah, I know. A I gotta <laughs> yeah, chill out on that soundboard. Boah.
1: I, was, I was waiting for
0: that. Do, do you still have the 10 second ones that are no. excruciating? No. Oh. Uh, the last podcast we had a like a Hiroshima bomb. Like, <laughs>
1: I still got that one.
0: <laughs> you yeah, know it's like? It's like, we had to, we have to pause every time there's that. <laughs> sound. Yeah.
1: They dropped it from outer space. That bomb. Uh, so, there. uh,
0: before we started Kev, I'm going to call you Kev. Uh, I don't know if that's cool or not. We're just uh, me mad. too. Sure. I'm going
1: to do it too. It's just easier.
0: You started in 08. I think that's always an interesting point when a lot of people start a business, when it's almost the shittiest time in America, Economy and the you know you can make a case ever, um, be the bailout well, had some yeah. you know doesn't help. It's like we just kind of got through it somehow as a country. Sure, uh, but we still don't know what it was, and no one got arrested, and we bailed a bunch of big companies out.
1: Yeah, so the lesson is just cheat and be so r- big. You have to make enough money when to you're cheating yeah. to, to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one. Went meet to meet that threshold, just remember that, guys. So
0: and um, we're probably gonna have another one. I feel like
1: oh. <laughs> Look,
0: look at the economy right now. It's so good right now. Unemployment's like the lowest it's ever been. Uh, real estate is crazy right now. And Tampa's a good index for the country as far as almost everything. So I look at the real estate here and how it was in '08. I just kind of nerded out one night because I was curious. Mm-hmm. And it's like we, I, I feel like that's happening, but I don't have much more than that.
1: Yeah, I don't like it when people talk about the economy like it affects them at all. Like oh, They're what? usually referring to the stock market. You see what the stock market's doing? Oh, yeah. How many stocks do you own? Well, I don't own any stocks, oh, but the economy, though.
0: Man, people got fired like crazy, though, because it affected all these, like, on a small, medium level, for sure, because retirement funds get, get milked. Uh, I guess
1: my problem with it is the
0: your value of your house is nothing. Like is
1: is the economy is what people th- when they say that they're just passing on words that they've heard from somebody else. They don't really. Oh know, yeah. Usually, if the economy's bad, it may or may not affect you. But usually, none of that should affect you. Well, it's so only the rich white people.
0: Someone was telling someone way smarter than I was telling me that we're right back in the subprime mortgage thing again, and it's just called something else, and we're too dumb <laughs> to realize it. So, really? Yeah.
1: Uh, with mortgages or with something yeah, else? Yeah,
0: yeah, and there's subprime mortgage on cars now.
1: Dude, I'm about to buy a, th- um, a building in like th- two, three
0: months. I thought you bought it? Not yet. Well, I mean, look, <clears throat> real. I, well, that's a long-term investment anyway, so it's like.
1: Oh, now you're backtracking.
0: <laughs> well, no, like the economy does bounce back; it's cyclical. But outside, okay, like
1: this is a good example, though. The economy really will not affect me buying this building. It's going to be. We've the the prices are determined. We know what we're putting down, what our interest rate's going to be, and all that stuff. It, but
0: it affects those on the fringe, though. If you if your job isn't necessary, you you're that's what the '08 crisis did. It basically cut all the people and go like. It. I heard Louis C.K. M- masturbation aside, mm-hmm. uh, he's back now. Yeah, the yeah, there's a huge backlash with that. People ain't like that. I, I would say like he had a good kind of way of looking at it. It's like maybe it was good. Maybe it got our shit together. Maybe yeah. it was that thing of Sometimes. like, yeah, we cut a lot of fat that we didn't need in a lot of places. You know,
1: I um, do feel like since then the wedding economy took off so because I've got a good buddy that I started a video production company with doing weddings. I mean, he's still cranking them out. What I mean is that a good time you think that they, that things really took off, that it became such an event sort of thing? It's going to be
0: social media.
2: I, I think it's a combination of, of a few things. The funny thing is there was a lot of event and wedding companies that started in this Tampa Bay market in 2008. I don't know why that is. I, I can't put my finger on it, but there was kind of a new wave. We looked at we looked at the way things used to be done. A lot of new people moved into Tampa Bay, which created this bubble, the housing bubble, the the mortgages, and there was a lot of fresh blood. So with fresh blood comes new ideas, and those new ideas come new businesses. Uh, so it's been great for, for people like me. It's been great for people like your buddy who who had a new idea, who had fresh perspective, and it kind of it, it really has blown up.
0: Well, I think I think his inertia. He's hungry, right? That's also there there too. Yeah,
2: it just it just doesn't fall in your lap. Yeah. but people that were were younger that started these businesses we came in with the attitude that we had to work for everything. We had to start from scratch. We couldn't just walk up and the phone's going to be ringing.
0: Well, you're a white male, though, so everything was probably <laughs> handed to
1: you. You want to loan? There you uh, go. Yeah,
0: what that's problem. how it is. Yeah, you don't you guys, have to do all that work. Paperwork. If you guys
2: are watching
0: this podcast, if you guys watch this podcast, uh, you know that's clearly not a thing.
1: <laughs> There's a certification. If you've, seen, huh? if you've
0: seen Eric and I over the past episodes, we're, we're not exactly the Monopoly man. No. Um, Wearing a monocle and shit, top hat. Yeah, shit comes our way because you're a white male. It's like, no. I, m- business doesn't care about that really as much as you think it does. Or like the papers do, at least. Anyway, that's another. That's for another day. Uh, I want to hear about how did you get into, how did you get to take us to 08 and then from 08 on? So what's your background to get to the point where you're like, I'm going to start my own thing?
2: Well, to, to back up one step further, mm-hmm. I, I lived in New Orleans up until 2005, this very day. 2005 wow um at that point i i always loved throwing parties i loved entertaining in and new orleans in oh, new yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we we have parties <laughs> we, we sometimes drink yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, i, I like throwing parties I, I was managing a a, a bar and, and beverage operations of a hotel i wanted to start a catering company i actually looked at buying a couple different companies it, they both fell through um i didn't have i really it was things were in the works so hurricane hits fast forward i moved to tampa bay spent a couple years here and at that point i was i was about to get married and we were looking around for caterers and i realized really quickly that there there wasn't anybody that fit what i wanted nobody modern everything was was just kind of
1: boring Grammy style it was yeah old school Hmm.
2: So I said, oh, well, shoot, that's, this, is, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, I had the plans already, so let's, let's do it.
0: Yeah, and so your background, so I got a couple questions. Uh, and one, one of those tips is kind of just, we talked about it off air before we started, but I say, you start a business, you start a side business, you have to fulfill a need. You have to fulfill some kind of need. That's number one on the docket. If you write a business plan or an outline, what is the need, uh, what is the demand that is there? right? And you saw it as like, hey, no one's doing this in a contemporary way. There's probably old Southern style stuff going on here, cater- catering style, or just crusty Florida style of catering, just like, yeah, 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 yep. we'll pull up. Um, and so you, you you saw, hey, I could differentiate against these people, do this the way I know New Orleans does it. You're bringing that, that influence probably over that you learned as you know working your way up the, the rung, right? Sure.
2: That I mean, that's precisely it. Um, in the early stages, when I was still working a full-time corporate job here, I, I went to some entrepreneur classes at, at USF Continuing Education, and they're they they they're asking everybody in the room, what kind of business are you starting? And I said, oh, catering company. And the, the guy, the instructor said, oh, yeah, there's a lot of catering companies out there. So secretly, that's, that's another chip on your shoulder. And you're thinking, all right, well, there's not a lot of catering companies like what I'm going to do. I love that. And that—that's you know. You, you,
0: you, it, yeah, we talk about it. there's a weird delusion, like you can't have delusions of grandeur, right? Yeah, I'm gonna nah. do, I'm gonna fucking change the game. <laughs> I'm gonna disrupt the catering game because we, yeah. can, I'll get there for sure. Like I, I toe yeah, that line. Yeah. You
1: can't go the other way. You can't listen to those people. The other, but people. yeah, you it's also like, can't
0: get bummed out. But like, because nah. a lot of people do. They go, oh shit, okay, well, I should find something else. You know, like there's a lot of yeah. people that do that, and just you get your dick knocked in the dirt, And you're just like. Well, man, maybe the competition is saturated, and you don't trust your own judgment. But you, by that point, you probably already had a good anecdotal level of competition.
2: I, yeah, I had, I had a good idea of what was out there, and that's the, the first part in, in starting a business. You have to have a realistic expectation of what what kind of business you're going to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's tons of companies out there, but they're all the same. They all had the same menu. They all had very similar pricing. And there were very few that were, were taking it up a step. And nobody was cooking food on site like a restaurant. They're just cooking it in, in a commissary. They're putting it in hot boxes. They bring it out. And, you know, you got a roast beef carving station and chicken piccata. And that's on everybody's menu. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that you heard that, <laughs> that your professor gave you a hard time. And you're like, you know what? Fuck you, buddy. I'm going to shove it I the like that. Ass. I love that. Yeah.
0: Take spite. Commoditize it. Use it as energy, man.
1: We both run on spite pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, the only w- way I'm. We I, talk about
0: I, people talk shit to us. It's yeah. like, all right. Uh, and clients we've had that have been bad, or someone treats us shitty, we go, all right, we're gonna kill them with kindness, and we're gonna make them almost. We're gonna Jewish guilt the shit out of them. <laughs> we're gonna be so nice to them, and that's kind of that's worked way better than going, hey buddy, fuck you. Yeah. Like, that like going like, hey, look how well we've done since we don't, you know, since you broke off with, from us, kind of thing.
2: Well, to be a, I think, successful business owner, you've got to have some sadistic. trait and you've got to you got to have a chip on your shoulder otherwise you're you're just cruising along yeah in life you've got to have something to prove right or i do
0: i did it but i was overdoing it i'd walk in a room and like over over explain stuff because i look like you know nicholas cage and con air so it's like uh so when i'm walking in a room i know i know it's not they don't think of me as uh a tech kind of guy or that I know that world, or a lot of people knew me as a comedian first. If they're like friends of friends and stuff, and so it's like, I but I came in too hot a lot of the time. I, Damien, our video partner across the hall, is like, Hey, you get you just <laughs> chill, just chill a little bit. I'm we like, believe yeah, but you. They dude. don't they don't know about they don't know about the infrastructure of JavaScript. And it's like, uh, he don't, they don't care. Here, they just, just shut up and done. sit down.
1: Let me write on the whiteboard real quick. Wait,
0: wait until they ask you about that stuff, and then you can bust that out whenever. And I was like. Uh, yeah, but they're looking at me funny, you yeah. know. Like, <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I totally get that. Uh, Eric, tell me. I guess you tell me your experience finding them. And
1: uh, well, I don't. My wife did all the work. My wife this was, a, you know. But um, I think uh, uh, anytime my wife purchases anything, it's gonna be because it was cheap. So at the time, Kevin was still coming up, and I'm sure gave us a good deal. But I mean. I can't imagine the food being topped. It's the one thing I do remember: macaroni, fried macaroni and cheese on a stick. Mm. Ain't nobody serving that. I didn't get any and of that, cake. Thing. And that's, <laughs>
0: did you try to figure out that you like the food that's almost ubiquitous? Like no one's like, man, fuck that macaroni and yeah, cheese yeah, and no, fried on a stick. And the novelty of it, crowd pleasers.
2: Cool. Yeah, I mean that was that was another big thing. Uh, all the catering companies have the same appetizers. We yeah. yeah, I just came up with things that I like to eat. And I love, I love. No, nah, I'm not a world traveler by any means, but I I like to go to different places. I like to go to Charleston. I like to. I'm a from New Orleans, so you mm-hmm. take a lot of those influences and and food that you've eaten, food that you've tried, and make really cool food, as opposed to you know what do you what's the normal shrimp cocktail and spanakopita yeah. is probably what everybody's eating.
1: How you hard know? is the the scalability of that when because I, I know. Some places have on site kitchens that you can go and cook everything, but we did the Ebor State Museum, and I don't think they had a kitchen, or if they did, it was not going to be anything you could use. How much of your planning is going in to be like, okay, I got to be able to move this or make it there or whatever in terms of making it to the, making the cut and all that for those outside I, the, for the, the menu. city,
0: Ebor is like the Bourbon Street ish area, the old area of town here, the historic ish area. And so sometimes that can be harder logistically. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, I think you mentioned two things. First of all, when it comes to planning and and when we do an event, when we're doing food, catering, I would say 80% of that is the logistics of, okay, what can we put on the menu? How are we going to cook it? How are we going to finish it? Can we transport it? Can it go hot? Uh, there's a lot of food that we can, we can transport hot because it, it works great, and our, our kitchen's 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're at a, a remote location, say we're at a, a house in a field with a tent, we'll bring a complete field kitchen, and we can set up right there. Mm-hmm. Propane-fired ovens, um, you know, field kitchen, we can ha- duplicate a restaurant kitchen in a field, as long as we have a couple of electric outlets or a generator. When it comes to scalability, I, and I don't know if this is what you were re- referring to, but that is the one big challenge that i wish i knew 10 years ago was that the model i have is not ultra scalable because there's only so many great chefs in town and how many of them can i hire Mm -hmm. and how many people want to pay a premium for top-notch quality food that's cooked on site
1: yeah well that's just like a thing with my buddy doing the, the video production his eye and his camera work is do is the talent there you know and it's like how do you, teach you can that? hire, yeah, you can hire camera guys who know what they're doing and stuff. But that's his art, you know. And he can't. You be cooking at, is your art. He and can't, can't just, be at multiple places at once, right? And he can't do, you know, you can't always be holding two cameras or something, you know. So it's. I, I'm it's just not, trying it's, now. It's, my it's mind's go, yeah, yeah. It goes to like, how would you scale a, you know, with with somebody, that you can trust? That's a great chef, but then you're limited to two chefs. It's doable.
0: You know? It's not impossible. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. Like, we struggle with it as well. So, I, I try to keep a playbook, notebook, and Evernote. This is how I need to teach this. I try to take a second when I'm going through something and go, this might be the best way to teach this kind of branding thing or this kind of development side or design or whatever it is. That, and I have a bad memory, so everything's kind of like memento anyway. Or
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like, oh, yeah, that's how I did that. Okay, cool. I did that a month ago. But like keeping a playbook, and how do you duplicate yourself? It's a it's a common problem with a lot of companies, uh, and I don't know where where y'all are now. Um, I didn't know if you were leading to that. or Well, anything, I was just
1: curious for employee. Do you have a nice core set of people that you go to, or you got you have people coming in and out all the time? You know, day day workers oh, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. sort of thing, and turn employees. Yeah. Because that, I mean, you want to talk about time wasting. Just yeah. Teaching somebody who's only going to be there for a day, and it's just like, okay, what's Absolutely. the point?
2: Well, from, a, from an infrastructure standpoint, um, my operations, I've got a solid operations team and a solid culinary team. Now, the culinary team, rock stars. Uh, these guys are great. I've got two two solid, uh, my primary solid chefs, Um who, who run the kitchen on a day-to-day basis. They've got their staff, obviously, but my head chef and his sous chef are ridiculously great. Um, they both come from a restaurant background, both worked at some top-notch places here in Tampa, uh, and, and I'm fortunate to have them. Um, but we're, like I said, the quality of food that we do is high, the price is high. So we currently do around 50 weddings a year, uh, we do about another hundred to 110 corporate social gala type events. Nice. Yeah. Um, but in order for us to bring on another really skilled chef, I've got to ramp up that production. Uh, once that, once that, I guess once that business is there, we'll bring on more.
0: What's your bandwidth, basically? What's yeah. the threshold? Sh- we're bringing in another 80 grand in revenue. We can maybe hire someone and feel comfortable that we're going to make the next. Whatever amount absolutely to justify it. And
2: the same thing for for sales and operations. I have two primary quote unquote event specialists uh, who do the sales and the management of the events they sell. Wow. So um, and I've got a director of operations as Are well. They crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> super I think, organized. I
0: think yeah. Well, ironically, my wedding planner is was not organized.
1: Yours was dog shit, yes. I can <laughs> I, remember. Yeah. Anytime a guest like, of the wedding knows about how bad the <laughs> wedding planner is, it's bad. She
0: she had cool stuff, is why we hired her, I think. And so uh, I hope she doesn't listen to this. But. but you just lost my life. I, I still give a five star review because I still show love online. But.
1: Uh, a five star man! I am going to
0: But I was saying, like, when. Your guests are barfing in the bathroom, and then come up to you. She's coming up to me and's like, "What do I do?" And I was like, "I don't want to hear about this at <laughs> all. Like, I I shouldn't have known about this. Take care of it. Like, I'm not some kind of snowflake. I'm not. I don't want to. <laughs> I'll go in there and clean it up, but I'd rather not. You know, like, <laughs>
1: uh, is, yeah, that was bad.
0: Well, someone ODing on cocaine, and then another person getting a DUI. This is a good party. So OD. She,
1: no. no, no, no. I hear J- OD J- somebody died. Nobody died.
0: He overdosed. He drove him himself- on. He took too much cocaine. He, but he technically
1: overdosed. Took it <laughs> in a pill form. <laughs>
0: Snorted uh, a lot of it. And then he said he got to his house. He said it on this podcast. So I'm not. Who? Jacobs. Oh. John Jacobs, rapper. <laughs> All in right. Cocaine. Well, that doesn't count. Well, he said he got in his bed. I just think this is a funny story. He got in his bed and he was sitting there and he said he, he just like, my heart is pounding too hard. I, I have to go. And said. He, he, has drove to to go. Ho- he drove to the hospital, and I was like, "Well, think about it this way: the only drug to OD on that you'd be a better driver you could than drive the the ambulance the <laughs> is cocaine." So, yeah, you probably got there faster than anybody.
2: He makes good choices.
0: Yeah, the guys, the guy's gonna make it to forty.
1: Do you have any garia, uh, really good, juicy?
0: Yeah, any good wedding stories? stories I that wish
1: I had one that good. Yeah. I don't have anything that good.
0: Yeah, we had a we had a friend grabbing dicks in the uh, in the bathroom. Mm. And then she got
2: a DUI. We're yeah. usually in the in the back. I stay here. Yeah, you you <laughs> got, yeah.
0: but y'all have a I y'all do have that crazy. I was joking with Eric. I, I'll watch Party Down and and <laughs> uh, to to pre, to prepare for this interview. You
1: ever seen it's that show? It's a defunct.
2: You know, I I haven't. I haven't. Or I've heard of it. The movie Waiting is a good. Oh yeah, it, yeah. that's
0: a good representation yep. of restaurants and just how crazy, like, ch- chefs are crazy. Like cooks are crazy. You you kind of have to be to be around Absolutely. heat like that and just deal with crazy stress of like doing all that stuff yeah, you're redlining
1: for hours
0: <laughs> yeah. i'm in the weeds yeah and to find that's got to be hard like that to f- that's got to be like the bishop piece on your your chess board of, of people yeah
2: the culinary is is challenging that's that's probably the most challenging to to find in this business environment um just because of the nature of the nature of what they do generally
1: Plus, you have your own sort of style, and taste, a, yeah. sort of thing, and, and the ego's like, involved. Right, yeah, they got to put their stank on it.
2: You know, as a small, somewhat small business owner, I have to, I have to be able to do everyone's job. So, yeah. if my whole kitchen crew walked out tomorrow, I could piece piece together a kitchen crew. I could go back in. I could run the kitchen. It's it's just the nature of the beast. I I know how to wash the dishes. I know how to run the event. I can load trucks. So, so so that's a good lesson. Just to, yeah.
0: to kind of. Put a pause to tell everybody. It's kind of tell, talk to the audience. It's like make sure if you're running a business, you're gonna have to know how to do everything really well. And even if you don't know it the best, you can manage someone to do it. Like you know what to tell them to yeah. do and how and how long it takes. I
2: mean, Eric Eric can probably fill teeth.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm in a whole different issue. It's like I'm legally not allowed to do all the jobs, but
2: <laughs> but, but yeah, I, there's a lot of a lot of people that want to start businesses and they they. It's very glamorous on Instagram mm-hmm. to own your own business and be an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. But can you can you really do the hard work? Can you do the craft and the hard work as well as run the business? I don't think it's glamorous at all. No, oh, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it,
0: I, my wife thinks it's fun. It looks fun. Like our our office looks fun.
1: Yeah, it looks fun.
0: Right. Everything appears fun. It's like stand up. I tell her it's like because she does stand up as well. I was like, yeah, stand up looks fun, but it's a lot. Of, it's actually a lot of hard, arduous, like. Tedious mulling over word like the how the words phrased and paused, and like people don't know that shit. They think it's they think it's slap dick around mm-hmm. on stage because everybody's got a, a sense of humor, so they think they know yeah. how it works. Or the
1: open mics that you're just trying new shit out and it don't work. And you, that's, you get out, that's that's yeah, hard.
0: I got up like five times a week at least for like five years doing mics every night I could, and it's like yeah, you don't know that part. Most people don't, and. That's why I never pursued it. <laughs> I was like, I'm too lazy for this. I'm yeah. not
1: going out there every night. There's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, surprisingly, it's a lazy group of people, except when it comes to like it the guilt so trip weird. of like you got to get up. Yeah, that's so weird. Because you don't really, well, you have nothing to really quantify other than that. Like, yeah, you just got to get your reps in. Um, but it's the same thing. It's like uh, people don't understand. Like, there's been so many stressful days you've dealt with. Uh, fe- events alone are just weird because you're dealing with a new setting every time. Sure. And mm-hmm. it's like, you have to be like Jason Bourne, like get in somewhere and just go, okay, I got to assess this. What's everything like? All right. You know, make sure every, like what could possibly happen in this area and with this crowd maybe.
2: There, there's a lot of variables with, with every event. I think the the secret is just learning and understanding all of those variables and what can go wrong. And once you've mastered the art of making sure shit doesn't go wrong, then you're, you get pretty good at what you do. It's, it's really about anticipating what's next. Yeah, you get ahead and of it.
0: So things two steps ahead is a good tip. Yeah. Uh, and crisis control. When shit goes down, don't freak out.
2: Yeah, just manage it and, and yeah. make it happen.
1: You're dealing with people on, I mean, if it's their wedding day for a woman, it's probably the most stressful day of their life, just for what it is, and the can- lots of times.
0: The candor people have when shit goes down and it's their fault, it, most, they handle it so poorly, kind of like the ego check you're talking about with the, the kitchen. It's like, the, the kitchen staff, which say, like, uh, they won't say sorry. They won't, y- I turn into like a PR agent if I have to, you know, like a publicist. Like, hey, look, I'm sorry about this. Everything's gonna, we're gonna work on this. You know, you try to, like almost act like you're that person.
1: Yeah, you can't be like, I don't know what we're gonna do. I'm freaking out too.
0: I just go, what would a professional like publicist do? And <laughs> yeah. Like spin it and like, okay, we're working on this. Here's this, this, and this, and we're gonna figure this out. And we got it. Don't worry about it. Go have fun. And most people can't do that. They can't figure out how to like curve that into like. A s- they they go, hey, well, you're you're fucking, hey, you're a band guy. The guys, the guy, the roadie in the band took our plugs. Took the electricity and it fucked up everything. And it's like
1: that's another thing. There's so many people around at these yeah. events. You can easily pass the buck. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, if it's just you one on one with somebody. Like, right. Oh, that guy did it. Everybody later.
0: Uh, what? So, I guess nine years. Right. What? What t- was ten years? Right? Ten years. Yeah. That's great, man. That's huge. And uh where, where did we find that stat? Five years. It's like seventy percent of small businesses are, are done. Yeah. Or I
1: something mean. like that yeah no it's awesome. It's crazy to I think see i was it.
2: I was still ready to give up in year seven or eight yeah it sure i mean it takes it takes a lot of time and you've got your ups and you've got your downs um you know from a from a financial standpoint too it takes years to get to a point where you you look at what you're doing and the amount of work and wondering you know is this worth it like what am I doing like I could go get another I could go get a job and then I don't have the responsibility I don't have the the worry the sleepless nights. But then you wake up the next day, and you're like, oh, you look in the mirror. you got to go to work for someone else. Yeah. It's satisfying.
0: Yeah. It's stressful. It's satis- It's a good stress. It's something to work on over time kind of thing, like dealing with like those thresholds. OK, we've got enough. Because you guys probably have a pipeline, like we do, where there's going to be X amount of people interested in y'all. And then they're choosing between three. Yep. It's, it's usually three for us, too, mm-hmm. if we have any competition. And then it's like, okay. So if we know we have X amount of intro calls that are people want to do business with us. Now we have enough sample size data to go like, okay, if we've always got 25 people that tell us they want to work with us, we know we're going to be fine. Like we've started figuring out these these numbers to make it like uh, you, you unpucker your asshole. You don't yeah. have to like be so tense all the time about get, bringing business in cuz yeah. that, that becomes the the, the Leviathan the the monster that never stops growing where you're just like just keep feeding that monster and because you have to grow and you have to do that and you know it's it it's crazy man.
2: I think that's probably a common misconception on the outside looking in at any business they think oh these guys do digital marketing they set up their shop it it looks cool yeah um, people just call them and and they want to do business with them and then they do their thing same thing with catering I. I would be willing to bet most of the, uh, some of our staff, maybe the server staff, the the chefs, they think we sit at the office and we get phone calls and people <laughs> book us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, that would, that's I would love that. Yeah. Um, but that it would it would make too much competition. You know, we we work really hard that that sales cycle, the funnel, the yep. the leads, the you know that's something that I learned early on in my my career that every every successful business is a sales driven. Business. That, that's
1: great. That's uh, why you're still around. Yeah. I yeah,
0: mean, you're a service business, and
2: there's a lot. Yeah, we we do. We provide a service. We're a service organization. We're a sales organization. Tons of tons of great chefs out there. Tons of great food. But when you can you can you really run a business? Can yeah. you Can you make it successful?
0: And I'm gonna. I've made a note after this. I got to get you with our our anchor client that we started this business with, Waterloo Washrooms, because they do a lot of events, probably similar to y'all, and y'all could probably refer back and forth with a bunch. Sure. Uh, they're like luxury restrooms, those trailers. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, that was our first, uh, that was my buddy, Jamie. He's been on the podcast a long time ago, but that's how we started, and they've been our client ever since, three years later, and uh, they're doing so well, they bought a porta potty company. Sweet. Yeah, so that's a good story to tell because it's been fun along the way.
1: How how far-reaching is your uh, business in terms of what you're doing with – Uh, like the services you're providing. So are you bringing in all the servers are you bringing in all of the uh dust ruffles for the tables how How much have you expanded in terms of are you in the trying chair to name, be bro. all yeah do you <laughs> got chair chairs rental fuck you have your that, chairs fuck that shit yeah, but I mean it's, until
0: I own one a chair rental company
1: <laughs> you know you got to add it piece by piece no, right it,
0: they're like the chairs uh it's it's like five dollars a chair, but if you want a cushion to make it a real chair, it's going to be nine dollars a chair, yeah. and you're like, what the fuck yeah. chairs
2: yeah. I should have gotten in that business that. The rental business. I, I wish I got into the rental business. I mean, it's it's non-perishable. You can go yep. set it up four hours in advance, and then you come pick it up when the event's done. So not
0: client facing necessarily. She, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, they. You know, you, you take the order. I, it, obviously, it's. I'm making it simpler than it is. Sure. Um, just like we we're just talking
0: about, yeah. right? Like we, but we're all, all three of us are like, yeah, the fucking chair rental game. That's the <laughs> yeah. shit. Well, my point is, but I bet it sucks. Just maybe like you get else. in.
2: Oh yeah. Well. What what Brand I kind of realized here, here's in the scalability. Here's the other other part of the scalability is I've always, a, as an entrepreneur at heart, I'm always looking at okay, what other opportunities are out there? What kind of businesses can I start? Can I book? Can I put some ancillary items onto what we do? The problem is when you get too wide, then you you lose that focus and you lose the specialty of what you do. Yep. Um, I would love to to add a bunch of those services, but in order for us to manage those services, I have to to hire some really really good people that know how to manage an inventory of rentals, know how to put linens on. Um, I mean, that's why I have that's why I have people that do a lot of the stuff. But we're really focused. We can outsource a lot of things. We can take care of linens, rentals, chairs, tables. Um, ideally, though, we try to try to subcontract that with a specialized rental company, or we work with a lot of wedding planners. So. I'll I'll push that toward them unless it's very profitable
1: for us wedding
0: planners. Th- that's another one. It's just like
1: talk about crazy. How how are I, you I this. I know a couple good ones actually.
0: I know a few good ones, but it's like—is your whole job being organized? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like I memorize everybody's name if I was running. Uh,
1: anyway, don't get me started.
2: Yeah, I, there's there's tons of people out there. We'll that, cut, we'll have that them on and just bitch them out on, <laughs> on the air. <laughs> give them a panel. Make them yeah. cry. Uh, I I think when you with any business, if you get too unfocused on your core profitability and, I, and I, i'm i a numbers guy i'm a money guy yeah so i love financial statements it just oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it
1: should i leave for uh, you too <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, i don't but like yeah.
0: making them that's my thing i no, I, I like i'll read them I all read day em. yeah but ma- like procuring S- them statistics. Is my, uh,
2: as long as the bottom line number doesn't have parentheses i'm cool oh wait um,
0: wait to the podcast we're doing on data visualization i got a boner for for data visualization as art yeah Great. Yeah, we'll have zero listeners the whole time,
1: including uh, me.
0: <laughs> I'll just be in a room, Bob Rossing stuff. Damn. Nailed it. <laughs> could be. Could be a little shorter. Oh, shut uh, up. <laughs> uh, so, what other? How long? How long have we been?
1: Oh, uh, we're about. Uh, I don't remember how much fat I put on the end. So uh, you probably we're at thirty-five official, uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be. Uh, it might be a little short. We dicked we'll around. You took forever to send an email. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's just uh, we'll keep it rolling. I mean, what no, I, mean I guess. <laughs> what's the best advice if you wanted to get into this game? Like, I've, I and by the way, I feel like you have this. You may have this ops issue, not issue, but how do you, how do you, da- how do you upload your brain to everybody else the way you see the business? Because it sounds like, and I think about this in the future too. I don't. I can't be doing. I can't be going at this clip. Three years from now, right? Yeah, I'll die. Basically, uh, I won't make it. But I, so I need to like offload the way I see this, the way I see this as a manager, and then the way I see it for as the business, right? Because there's kind of two different things. There's a human capital part to it. Yep. We're like, hey, you're going to be running these five people in this station over here. Look. You know, you got to make sure you're the even-keeled one. You show up early; those kind of things, those little things, a manager should do. Yeah. And then you got to know everybody's job back and forth. So I'm going to quiz you on that. Have you been doing that, or you've been thinking? It sounds like you've been thinking about that a lot.
2: Well, a lot of that is is putting in good procedures, and from the very, very beginning of someone being there, what I try to do is impart that culture of who we are and what we do on at the very very beginning right. because from the hiring process they have to they have to agree with what we do they have to like what we do and they have to understand what we do yeah you want them to buy into yeah, it yeah they they have to they have to live that company culture and we're we're very much a, a i guess we're a very work hard play hard type type company um, I mean, our office is in Ebor, we're not you know partying down. We don't have a pool table in the in the break room. We don't even have a break room. I, we um, hate those. I, uh, uh, they, no
1: ping pong tables. I fucking hate ping yeah. pong tables. I hate. <laughs> it's ping true. Pong- well, I mean, if you're at work, do your work, and then you can leave and go play ping pong or pool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just if I'm sitting around it's like somebody's r- dicking around on the pool table, I'm like, bro, let's finish this, and then we can do whatever you want.
0: To me, it's like CrossFit. It's like th- they think that's like physical activity because they soft skills in all those tech companies, and I'm like, no, no, that's not real. Ping pong is fine. Ping pong is like what you do at a barbecue in the garage when you're kind of bored. Like that's yep. yeah. that's what, or your kids are playing ping pong. That's all it's for.
2: Yeah, and we, and, and we you know, we have, Fuck we have things pong, that so. we we have things that I was um, beaten
0: by a ping pong battle. So <laughs>
2: we have things in our company that I, I don't know if every other catering company does or every other organization does. Uh, we have sales scripts, so all of our all of our meetings Smart. are very structured and scripted. Um, that's how I grew into the sales. I was a financial advisor. You know, they hand you 15 pages of scripts and you got to learn it. Uh, so that's how, that's how our company is. We, we have to learn the scripts, um, with the kitchen. It's, it's about teaching those, teaching those guys or girls, how you, how you do things, how things are supposed to taste, uh, as well as have written recipes, written pictures of things. Yeah. So we can duplicate that. Is that hard for you
1: as a chef to have recipes? Yeah.
2: I but I've I've shifted so much from being a chef to a business owner. It's you know, it's yes. the E myth. Um, Dude, that's not really like I have to do it.
1: I gotta do it. I don't want I talk,
0: to I talked I talk to our lawyer clients about this a lot. We have a lot of small law firms and uh I go, Look man, you really need to put this in context. You, you be the best lawyer you can be and you've been doing that for ten years or whatever, right? On your own. But now you need to be the businessman, now you need to be both kind of thing. And sometimes business Man is going to be one. Lawyer is going to be two. As you want to grow, yeah. depending on yeah. your goals, obviously. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's that's smart. A lot of people don't have that. That a lot of people have hubris around it. Like, I got to be the best for me, you know.
2: I, and then the business. I battle. I mean, I battle that. Sure, I, I, we any, all do. Any, anybody in a in an industry like this is probably going to go through that. And I'm, I was I was a good chef. Um, I was a great catering chef, but I'm not a. I'm not a world-class chef. And if I wanted to be a world-class chef, I would have to focus on being a chef. I started a business. I own the business. Now I have to hire f- phenomenal chefs to work for me and with me to to do that. But I, I'm not going to kid myself. I'm not the best chef out there, and there's tons of
1: better ones. It's the great irony of starting your own business. If you're successful enough, you don't get to do the thing you wanted to do no, in absolutely. the beginning anyway.
0: Yeah, we thought we'd be doing like a bunch more sketches at this <laughs> like, point. This like, like, would be great. Because that's what yeah. we really like doing for fun. And those aren't even really fun most of the time. Oh, no. The
1: day of? Tensions are high. They're pretty brutal
0: as far as, like, uh, everything that's actually involved, unless you're doing, like, Vines or something in in five years ago. But uh, I'd say... Is that around
1: anymore? (laughs) No, I don't think so.
0: Well, they just moved over to Instagram and and Snapchat. Uh, But it's that thing of, like... Yeah, you, the way you got into it, you're pretty good at one thing or a couple of things really well. This is kind of why we don't work with restaurants most of the time. Uh, Off air sure. story aside, yeah. th- that's a friend of mine. I know he's sane, and he's taking it from the business perspective first, and he's letting the, the neighborhood actually create the concept around it, which I is such a mature, smart move that he's not like, I gotta get this, yeah. I gotta get this done. Yeah. That's that's how we know it's the outro. Uh, why don't you give us a plugs? Uh, I got your website to open if, if you want, but sure. Oh,
2: want... Um, yeah, check us out on the web, uh, goodfoodtampa.com. And uh, we, we recently took over the event management of the Tampa Union Station, the uh, historic uh, Amtrak station right in downtown Tampa. Uh, so check that out as well, events at Unionstation.com. Uh, you can find us on, you know, we're, we're Instagram. Pretty, I cut, pretty good with Instagram. So. I cut
0: through that parking lot every day ah, instead of taking a right. It's a great building. Yeah, uh, we almost just, hit people. Yeah. Pretty um,
2: so, yeah, goodfoodtampa.com, events at unionstation.com. And, um,
0: and I'm sure you're always looking for people to hire, maybe.
2: Good ones. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, look, we're, we're, yeah. we're a
0: random hub for people looking for work sure. people looking for employees. It's, I, I actually want to... Do bring, we
1: have a caterer in the hub? Uh, now no. we do
0: not designated no sure. there you go we're not using the one we had for our wedding <laughs> the public sheet cake
2: o- off uh, everybody found out <laughs> i came back for seconds
0: <laughs> well to be fair everybody told us it was the drunkest wedding they've ever been to so i'm good with that yeah it was pretty fun And it ended downstairs yeah. um everything comes full circle thanks for coming on man
2: i yeah, appreciate
1: yeah, it was it. it was fun all right sweat mm-hmm. anything else you want to talk about all that all right later